0: It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Let us. Martin Luther was going through some terrible bouts of depression, and he kept having this vision of a condemning hand that was writing on the walls. All of Luther's sins, his sins from his words and his thoughts and his deeds, his sins of commission and omission, his secret sins, his open sins, there seemed to be no end to the list of sins that were on the walls. And so Luther bowed his head in prayer. And when he looked up again, the writer had paused and was facing him. And Luther said, you have forgotten one thing. Take your pen and write across that whole wall. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The mention of the blood of Jesus, the evil spirit disappeared, and the walls were clean. Jesus Christ, as he began his earthly ministry, faced Satan in the wilderness and the tempting of Satan. And Jesus responded to each and every temptation of Satan by responding to him with Scripture. He quoted Scripture each and every time that he was challenged by Satan. And as Jesus lived, so did Jesus die with the words of scripture on his lips. Psalm 31 says, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Into your hands I commend my spirit. An army officer was sent on a dangerous mission. Two things gave him strength. The first was the knowledge that he had been sent by a great power and that he had been sent for a great purpose. The second was that if he got into a tough situation, he knew that his government would use all the resources at its disposal to bring him back home. In a very real way, that's also the story of Jesus. God the Father had sent his son here on a great mission with a great purpose. And Jesus knew no matter what the situation got to be, his father would use all the resources of heaven to bring him back home. So Jesus lived as he died, trusting in his father, with his very life. I think it's noteworthy that Christ's last words from the cross like his first is addressed with father. Christ's first words from the cross were father forgive them and now his last was father into your hand i commend my spirit. Between those two words Jesus hung on that cross for 6 hours, 3 hours as he endured the suffering at the hands of man and the hands of satan and then three hours, suffering at the hands of the Father for our sin. During those last three hours, God had withdrawn from his Son, causing Jesus to evoke that terrible cry, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But then in Christ's own words, he said, It is finished. His Father's will had been fulfilled, and the reality was our redemption had now been secured. It was finished. It was completed. It was done. Luke says Jesus uttered his last words with a loud voice of conviction and confidence because he wanted all the people to hear, those who judged him and those who would follow him. All would know that God had not deserted him. Now, it's interesting that the most discerning people that were around that cross said they were not the religious leaders, but a criminal and a Roman centurion. That Roman centurion who was in charge of the execution was a professional executioner. And that man had seen many, many men die. But he'd never seen anyone die like Jesus. And like that centurion who now stood before the cross, one day all people will proclaim, surely he is the Son of God. God the Father was always in the heart, on the mind, and on the lips of Jesus Christ. He was that strength that anchored Jesus in his day to day ministry. He was that strength that sustained Jesus during the times of temptation and suffering in life. He was a strength that brought Jesus conviction and confidence in every hour, even on that cross. My friends, God is no abstract deity in some kind of abstract heaven. He is a God who's actively involved in this world and he's active evolved in our lives and he's calling us to live our lives by faith in his word to commend our spirit into God's hand means to commit our lives like Jesus for his use and then to trust our God by being both active and passive in our lives passively like Jesus we accept God's will for our lives for God knows what is best God knows what needs to be done and then actively we do God's will in our life. We commend our spirit into God's hands. It means like Jesus, we're ready to face an unknown future by faith in God's word. My friends, political systems and economic systems and technology, they're going to change. But God does not. And human nature does not. Humanity's basic needs physically, emotionally, and spiritually are the same today as they were in the time of Jesus Christ. Jesus lived in a time of Roman occupation, and the chances that the Christian faith would even survive seemed remote at best. And yet slowly, as Christians chose to live by God's word, they overcame even mighty Rome. Thus the last words from the cross remind us that our final security, our final hope, rests not in the powers and the things of this world and the governments of this world, but in the hands of God. No matter how things may appear, my friends, God is always in control, and all things will work out for his glory and for all of those who trust him. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1, I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him. Jesus Christ came into this world to conquer, and conquer he did. And amazingly, he did it by dying on a cross. To the world, Jesus' death was a tragedy. But to those who believe, it was the very power of God, the power to save and conquer. Trusting in the love and power of His Father, Jesus conquered sin, Satan, and the grave. And now he offers to the world a whole new life, his life. And like Jesus, if we trust and walk in his life, we will accomplish God's will on earth just like it is in heaven, just as did Jesus. What makes faith a real faith is its ability to be tested. My friends, it's not enough just to get to the Garden of Gethsemane. You have to be willing, like Jesus, to go to the cross. Each morning when we wake up, we potentially face a day filled with problems and trials and tribulations. And some of them, like we're experiencing right now, are going to be very uncertain. We don't know a lot of the things that are happening today. That's why God gave us the gift of faith, to stay strong in the midst of all of these things. But Paul says in Romans 8, In all things we are more than conquerors through him who strengthens us. In Christ's seventh and final word from the cross, he gives us the very antidote for all of our fears. And it's those words that he spoke in John 14.1. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Christ's last word from the cross tells us how Christ died. Confidently, willingly, and victoriously. William Barclay once said, Even on the cross, Jesus died like a child falling asleep in his father's arms. And my friends, if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord, in even the most dangerous and trying times, you can rest in your Heavenly Father's everlasting arms with that same confidence and that same assurance as Jesus. Because, my friends, think about it. Who can ever slip through the very fingers of God? Amen.